Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us today is returning guest, Giant Bandari, who is an advisor to institutional investors and the host of the highly acclaimed Capitalism and Morality. Giant, thank you for joining us. Hey, Maurice, thanks very much for having me again. Giant, before we begin today's show, I wanted to share, we received an overwhelming response from subscribers thanking you for providing us with the state of affairs in India. Giant, for listeners that are joining us, can you please provide a brief narrative of what occurred on the 8th of November in India? Uh, well, a very funny thing happened on the 8th of November, Maurice. Uh, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi came on the television and announced that all currency notes of rupee 500 and rupee 1000 face value would no longer be legal tender. Now, to put that into perspective, 500 is about seven and a half dollar and 1000 is about 15 US dollar. This is the most commonly used currency and suddenly this currency was no longer legal tender, 88% of the monetary value in circulation. That's correct, you said 88%. Now, a month has passed. What are the conditions like? So this was a major social engineering project and um, there were massive lineups outside the banks. The lineups continue. Uh, at least 100 people have died officially in those lineups. Wherever I go in the country, I see lineups, but mostly because people are not even getting their cash. Banks run out of cash. They don't have enough cash. And people were so far lining up to convert their money with the, those people who did not have a bank account. But these people are no longer able to convert their money. They must deposit the money in their bank accounts. The result is that 50% of India's population who do not have a bank account can no longer line up now. So lines have reduced a bit, uh, but that's mostly because government has just reneged on its promise to honor the commitment it has on the currency bills. So commerce must be affected here. Are people resulting to barter? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, barter has gone up quite a bit in the in the rural places, but barter can usually only happen in very simple affairs when you want to sell your grains or vegetables. So barter has picked up. Uh, also, I have heard of people trying to transact using gold biscuits, um, and that might be happening. Uh, and uh, again, this is such a new event that we don't really know what is happening. Uh, around the country, but people are figuring out a way to continue to live. Uh, but the problem, uh, Maurice, is that the Indian economy is suffering hugely right now. The markets are completely empty because people don't have the cash to buy what they want to buy. 97% of consumer economy is based on cash, and without cash, people can't transact. Economy is failing, markets are stagnating. As a result, small businesses are failing, people are losing their jobs, and this is setting in place a horrible, vicious cycle in the country right now, which will eventually mean that not only the informal economy will suffer hugely, even the formal economy will get very badly hurt. You know, you mentioned a, a lot of uh, cascading effects here that are going on there, but the biggest one to me is the loss of life, and that can never be brought back. So, 
you know, here at Proven and Probable, we're advocates of precious metals. And situations like this merit that precious metals uh, stewardship is, is great to have. And it bodes well that the price of precious metals will go up. But we also have to take into perspective here that people's lives are being lost. And that's uh, truly, truly regrettable. Uh, moving from the people to the government, I understand that nationalism and collectivism is on the rise. Can you talk about that? Uh, yes, uh, Maurice. And this, I think, is happening across the emerging market, something that uh, a lot of people have forgotten to understand these are tribal people. People in Africa, Middle East, South Asia are extremely irrational and tribal people. And the last thing you want to do is to collectivize these people. The last thing you want to do is to teach them nationalism. National, nationalism is a concept that emerged in Europe. This is a foreign concept in these countries and it's now growing like weed in India. Uh, Indians were not nationalistic until uh, recently, uh, and that meant that these people were very tolerant. They did not have this tribal, big umbrella tribal affiliation. Uh, however, the public education, the Western education imposed on irrational minds have made these people nationalistic, which means that it's the common collectivist thread now weaves these people. Uh, and this is not going to have good repercussions because uh, they, there is no value behind this concept of nationalism that they have. Uh, and uh, funny things are starting to happen in the last few years. Um, recently, two days back, the Supreme Court of India released a decision saying that every cinema hall, before the start of every movie, must run the national anthem and everyone must stand up. Now, this is such a funny situation that now people have to stand up for national anthems before watching a movie. Um, and this is starting to happen in social gatherings. Um, and I think this is not really the good thing to do. It collectivizes people. Well, I guess, you know, <laughs> someone else might uh, perceive that as being just patriotic, but you and I can see through that. Um, you know, Giant, in situations like this, government really despises stewardship of gold. What is the government trying to do about gold? Uh, nothing good that government likes about gold. Uh, because once they start banning currencies, once people start losing their trust in their currency, they will have increased tendency to use gold as money, which is what it is. So what government has recently done is that they released a notification uh, saying that anyone holding, any woman holding more than 500 grams gold could be assessed for tax. Now, in the situation of India, the double speak, the India speak, the Orwellian speak that Indians have, Indian government has, this means that People understand by this notification that gold is now illegal in non-jewelry form, particularly when it's above 500 grams. So people have taken out, have emptied their locker, bank lockers, and they are hiding their gold at home, uh, which will result in increased crime rate. Gold consumption will actually go up. It will, most of it will go underground. 
but gold consumption will stay go higher actually going forward right now i don't know what is happening because most of the gold market has gone underground people are extremely afraid of the tax authorities the gold sellers are extremely afraid of gold authorities of the tax authorities sorry and 500 ounces equate that i'm sorry grams please equate that to ounces for the listeners uh it's about 16 or 17 uh, ounces okay and um when we last spoke we uh, you shared with us that gold in india in us dollars was roughly around $3000 is that still the case uh it has fallen a bit it's now from what i hear it's mostly about $1700 an ounce um uh, if you can find it gold market has got mostly depleted gold market is mostly empty of people anyway uh because tax the people are extremely afraid of walking into the gold market because tax authorities are filming you um uh, and no one wants to get into trap of tax authorities even if you are if there's nothing for you to hide because tax authorities are after bribes and they will if they find a reason to trap you they will trap you and they will ask for a huge amount of bribes so corruption has shot through the roof in india right now you know, it, it seems like uh, past this prologue, the events that are occurring right now in India remind me of what occurred here in the United States with President Roosevelt uh, making it illegal for citizens to own gold in 1933. Uh, in closing, Giant, what prudent action must investors take not only in India, but everywhere to protect themselves in their respective countries? Uh so Maurice uh, everywhere i see around the world economies are st- starting to stagnate indian economy has always been negative yielding economy except for the last two decades or so the result is that indians have mostly held their property their savings in property and gold uh, i think this propensity will increase going forward because investment the so called investment is negative yielding now Uh, and this is the same happening in the western countries as well i think people should allocate a part of their money in gold to gold but also they must diversify their assets around the world uh, even if they want to own gold they should try to see if they can keep it in a safe jurisdiction where property rights are respected for example hong kong singapore or switzerland maybe australia and new zealand uh indians should be doing that uh indians are still allowed to take out about a quarter of a million dollars per person per year outside the country i think this will go away india will impose indian government will impose capital controls on people and i think indians should be very quickly thinking about opening bank accounts outside india they should be thinking about opening bank lockers outside india and they should be thinking about investing outside india and keeping their gold in lockers outside the country well thank you for sharing that you know for investors today's interview is germane in india but are you prepared if it comes to a country near you at proven improbable we've advocated the merits of owning precious metals and offshore storage as well as self-directed iras backed by precious metals now we offer these products through miles franklin precious metals investments and brinks with regards to offshore storage visit our website at www.provenandprobable.com for more details again that website is www.provenandprobable.com 
Giant, before we leave, you're hosting your annual Capitalism and Morality in Vancouver in July. Can you please provide us uh, with the dates and where one might get more information regarding this truly spectacular event? So this is a yearly event, uh, Maurice, uh, which will be held on the 29th of July, 2017. And we bring speakers from around the world. The keynote speaker this year will be, in 2017, will be Ian Plymer, who is an extremely controversial figure in Australia. Uh, he's, come, he's flying in from Australia to speak at the seminar. Uh, and uh, this is a philosophical seminar to discuss the concept of liberty, concept of reason, and individuality. And Jack, please share the website where they can get more information regarding capitalism and morality. They can go to my personal website, which is jayantpandari.com, and there's a tab in that website called Capitalism and Morality, and that tab takes them to a page which provides links to all the past seminars, all the video videos of the past six or seven or eight years of seminars. So all information is on that web, web page. Thank you for sharing that. Giant Bandari, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Maurice, thank you very much for the opportunity. All the best to you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.